The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you. It's February 9th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us this morning in what appears to be, dare I say, almost a spring-like day today. Wow. You know, I was looking at the temperatures as I was getting ready. You know, the mid-50s, it would normally feel kind of chilly, but when you recognize that it's the beginning of February, dead center in winter, and then you go, oh... Yeah, that's a pretty nice day for February yeah. winter day. Not bad. Yeah, mid mid 50s. We'll take that. Uh, <laughs> sunshine out there. It looks like a little chilly this morning still. It's still yeah. it is still winter. It is so winter. it's mid mid 30s out there this morning, so you probably want to bundle up a little bit, but you know what I'm having for for dinner today? Uh, let's see. For Thursday, you were having a steak sandwich. No. No, okay. I am having pizza because today is National <gasps> Pizza Day. Oh, hail to whoever chose today to be Pizza Day. What a perfect day for pizza. A perfect day for pizza. And, you know, it's one of those days that you may want to Google around the internet to see there might be some pizza deals out there. I wonder so. why February 9th is chosen to be pizza, National Pizza Day. I don't know. I was wondering because it's near the Super Bowl. You know, because okay. the pizza's big on the Super Bowl, but I don't know if there's a connection to that or not. It is not the Super Bowl day, but a lot of people order pizzas for oh. su- for the Super Bowl. Okay. But I was just thinking, if you were going to get a pizza today, look for those deals. Look for those deals? Yeah, okay. They might, be, they might be out there. I will look around. Uh, now, David, where was the best slice of pizza you've had recently that you could remember? Or ever? Ooh. Like, do you, have you ever had a slice of pizza and went, wow. Now that's a yeah, slice of pizza. That's that's a very good question. The, the the thing is, there's so many great pizza places that's it. in the area. Mm-hmm. I, I like nearby Pizzicato. They have really good okay. pizza. They I, I like their crust. It's kind of a they've thin, got very crunchy. unique yeah, they've toppings got some neat, and everything. Neat toppings. That's that's one kind of one of our go tos. But there's a lot of great pizza places in the greater Portland area, all throughout Oregon. Ken's Artisan Pizza. Uh huh. So. This is a pizza place that's over in, in here in Portland. It has constantly been on the top of these national, even international polls of one Great of the best pizzas. pizzas. Yeah. Have and you it, ever? It, I've never heard of Ken's. I'll have yeah. to try it now. Very well known. And it again was on another list as like one of the top 20 in the country. So I got to try Ken's Artisan Artisan Pizza. Okay, you try it and let me know what you think. Uh, I've had some good pizza before. One of my local favorites, in fact, if we are ever uh, camping out in the gorge, there's a brewery out, I want to say it's in Carson, Mm -hmm. kind of back off the road a little bit. Backwoods. Oh, been there. Yeah, Backwoods Pizza. Sure. Brewery. Backwoods it's Brewery. It's a brewery, you know, and they, they have yeah. great pizza there. Yeah. That's a great place. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool and place. On a summer day, I'm just saying they've got a back patio that just it's just tucked away in the mountains. You think you're just in another planet, practically. <laughs> it is so beautiful. You can't believe it's right here in our backyard. So let me throw some pizza statistics okay. at you. So I was looking this up. 
Pepperoni, mm-hmm. the most popular pizza. Oh, yeah. At 36% of all pies ordered. Pepperoni. Really? Yeah, that's pretty that's big chunk. That's a big chunk of yeah. the pizza when you look at all the possible pizzas you can get. So over 3 billion pizzas are sold in the USA each year, and then you can add another 1 billion for frozen pizzas Oh, on top of that. So okay. if you're going to get some store-bought pizzas, there's a lot of people doing that. And it says here that Americans consume, on average, <laughs> okay. 23 pounds of pizza per person each year. No. <laughs> 23 pounds. Oh, gosh. I I do my fair share. I don't know if I'm a 23-pounder kind of a pizza yeah. person. But, um, you know, David, what's amazing about pizza, and, you know, people like all different kinds of things. You and I enjoy watching food shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stanley Tucci did his Finding Italy series. Right. Remember when they were making pizza? Oh, I do. It, it was the simplest thing yeah. ever. It was just your basic margarita pizza, yeah. and it was fantastic. Cooked on at like a super hot yeah. wood fire stove for about a minute. Yeah, and then just and he had perfect. the the uh, what what were the tomatoes? Uh, the, were they the the little Romas? Yeah, but they were uh, special. The oh, name, right, right, Santa. Yeah. He said, these are the real McCoys. Yeah, 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 because they're only grown in one area right. of Italy. And I'll have to look that up. The San Antonio or yeah, something, something like, like that. Yeah, something like that. And they were just, that was it. They yeah. had that and some mozzarella, it's fresh mozzarella cheese. Some fresh basil. Oh, I'm looking forward to pizza tonight. <laughs> I am too. I, if I could go get that pizza in Italy, I'm all over uh, it. Hey, we better get going here. Look what hey, time it is. All right. What do you have coming Look at up? that. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know what, David? Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church aligning in Rome. Looks like we're going to have a big celebration all together this Ooh. year later right. on. And it was a big day yesterday for the Trailblazers. Tell you what happened there coming up. All right. We've got a great show ahead for you on this Thursday morning. Here is Tori Harris, Hearts Want Stone. You are listening to The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. I am dust, and dust I will be. And you will breathe life Start and oh, 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 
is Tori Harris and Hearts Once Stone. It's 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this National Pizza Day. We're going to talk food later in our second cup. <laughs> oh, yes. We're going to talk a lot of food with Super Bowl coming up. Coming up right after the forecast, we're going to talk with Miriam Marston of Blazing the Trail. Stay with us. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish, in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. It may be hard to believe, but Ash Wednesday and the start of Lent are just days away. Get ready for this special season in the church with help from Mater Dei Radio. Unite with us in prayer during our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and Catholic Reflections that will enrich your life. Mater Dei Radio is also eager to pray for your personal requests through our prayer hotline. You can send an intention to our prayer team now by clicking the pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and materdayradio.com or call directly to the prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. 
Lent will be here before you know it. Make sure you're ready to pray with the Hail Mary Media app and Matre Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 7.13 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, a mild day and warm temperatures if you consider that it's February and a winter day. Partly to mostly sunny skies going to allow temperatures to rise to the mid-50s today. Even a little warmer depending yeah. on where you are. So it's going to be a real pleasant afternoon. Now, as we move through the evening hours, the next system with it comes rain falling later tonight and into tomorrow. Highs on Friday in the low 50s. Then looking ahead to the weekend, looks to be mostly cloudy, but not really any rain to speak about in the forecast. All right, it's 36 degrees at Jesuit High School in Portland. And it is 37 degrees at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. Well, she is the host of Blazing the Trail, heard every Wednesday evening at 7.30 right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on your Hail Mary Media app. And she is the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard. It's our good friend, Miriam Marston. Good morning, Miriam. Good morning, David. It's great to be on with you all. Uh, always great to talk with you. And of course, we're zipping right through the month of February. Yeah. Coming up on Saturday, though, it is the feast day of Our Lady of Lourdes. Of course, the Shrine in Lourdes, France is very popular destination for faithful who are drawn to the healing waters of the Shrine. I've never been to Lourdes, but would love to visit. How about yourself? Mm, I have never been either, but it is definitely on the list, so I'd love to visit as well. There are so many great shrines out there, and I think just locally, too. I mean, we have some great places to visit. What comes to mind right off the top of my head, of course, is the Grotto out in southeast Portland, a beautiful shrine to Our Lady, and I know you've been there many times. I have, and what a treasure that we have uh, just here in our own backyard. You know, there are 72 national shrines in the United States, and um, so to be so close to one of those shrines, of course, the Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, um, is, is just, it's a wonderful privilege to have to have that so close to home. You know, I was reflecting on this before our conversation, David, and I did a little bit of research to see different shrines. Like I mentioned, there are 72 national ones right. in the country. And um, I looked up uh, in Virginia, it was listed like on Wikipedia, and I didn't even know that for a number of years, I was right next to a national shrine. The only one in Virginia was right next to where I went to college. It was basically on my campus. No kidding. <laughs> so it's really interesting to look back and think, oh, I was so close to these sacred places and didn't even realize it. So it's a reminder to me that we should be attentive to um, what's kind of in our environment and in our area, yeah. um, places to pray and to grow in our faith. You know, what a great trip or adventure that would be if you just said to yourself, you know what, I'm going to visit at least 50 of the shrines in the U.S., and that that would probably take a little bit of time, but what a trip that would be. It would. And you know, David, as I was thinking about this, I wanted to start really with the fact that God does not want to leave us with just an abstract or vague idea of who He is and how He loves. He wants for us to experience His presence uh, concretely, you know, and this is, of course, most exquisitely uh, done through the sacraments, especially Holy Communion. I bring that up, all that to say that we shouldn't be surprised that geographical locations are a part of 
of the Christian life. You know, that we can go, we can visit places, that our feet can touch holy ground, that we can venerate relics. I start with that because to, to talk about pilgrimages and shrines and sacred places, um, it doesn't make a lot of sense if it's disconnected somehow from God's desire to remain close to His children. So I I just kind of wanted to start there. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's great. I I know when I travel and I get out to different towns or cities around the country, I'm always drawn, Mm -hmm. first and foremost, to find the Catholic Church in the area. Just obviously, if it's Sunday rolls around, you want a place to go to Mass. But again, I just love the history, because oftentimes you will find these great—it may not be a shrine, it may be a mission, uh, a parish mission, something like that—but I'm always drawn to do that. It really is. And so, you know, a number of these shrines really have um, a a particular significance culturally and historically, too. So uh, those who are not even Catholic, for instance, find themselves drawn to to these places. You know, the the one that really comes to mind as I was thinking about our conversation was uh, visiting Notre Dame in Paris. Oh, yeah. And I I had uh, the privilege of visiting in 2014, and... What what a, a beautiful uh, just a, a beautiful church and um, you know all the more so we tr- I treasure that memory because of the fact that it it burned so badly right. in 2019. But I recently saw a documentary, David, about all the uh, all the things they're doing to repair mm-hmm. uh, this beautiful cathedral. And and when I see the care and the precision that is going into rebuilding this this place, that really speaks to the special place that it has in the hearts of the people, and not all of them are Catholic, but they understand that this is a place that is somehow set apart, that it's different. It goes beyond just an ordinary place that we, we visit. It's not like a movie theater, a restaurant, a cafe, a grocery store. There's something different going on here. It's It's art. It's sacred art, even though it's a beautiful church. Absolutely, and, and it it really just brings it, it it just just brings us to a different place. Um, I, I think in um, our interior life, like we don't have this reaction again when we go to even a museum. Right. You know, there's just something um, about stepping into that sacred place that elevates our spirits, and and there's something you know another place that obviously comes to mind is Rome. Mm. Um, I remember my first visit there, uh, again, that was 2014, and I didn't take any pictures of my first visit to Rome. I just wanted to be immersed in the moment and just kind of stay in the experience itself. But what I found, yes, there are beautiful places to visit and things to see, but I was struck at how much I felt at home. Mm. And I think this is one of the effects when we go on pilgrimage, when we visit shrines and these sacred places, especially for Catholics, this is, we should feel at home, right? no matter where we go in the world. And that, that really, that really struck me when I visited Rome for the first time. And it really, uh, it goes back, it speaks to um, the unity of God himself mm-hmm. and the unity of the church, which is found worldwide. And, and as I reflect on that, I think of the power of a pilgrimage to faraway sacred places that in itself could serve almost as a remedy for a lot of the division that we feel in the world, because so many different people are drawn to just these one, this one place in the world. 
I think that that can have a powerful effect to unite many people as well. Uh, that's such a great, great comment, too, about walking into a space like that, be it a shrine, a church, a mission. I get that same feeling. Mm-hmm. I feel like, ah, oh, this is where I'm meant to be. This, is, this yeah. is the space for me, right here. And I, I think maybe that's why I have that feeling of always wanting to seek those places out when I'm traveling, because I know it is it is a part of me wherever I go. It, yes, David, beautifully put. It's just a beautiful experience that everywhere we go, that we can find home. And I, I think God is just so generous that He's designed it this way. Yeah. And and I think especially of the biggest places of pilgrimage, we think of Lourdes, of course. Um, we have Fatima, uh, Guadalupe. These are places where Mary appeared. And I think of Mary as our loving mother who also wants to stay close to her children and Mm -hmm. to draw them together. She wants to guide them. She wants to intercede for them. And always, always she wants to point and direct us back to her son, Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. And if I'm not wrong about this, wasn't it at Lourdes where the vision of Mary, if you will, when she first called herself the Immaculate Conception. Yes, yes. She revealed herself as the Immaculate Conception when she was appearing to to Bernadette Wright in, in 1858. The dogma had been declared, but this was became a beautiful way that we got to know her as the Immaculate Conception. Beautiful story. So many beautiful shrines. You said 72 in the United States. Yeah, 72 national shrines wow. in the United States. That's right. That's yeah. that's amazing. Well, hopefully one of these days, both you and I will get a chance to make it to Lourdes and uh, so many other shrines around the country and, of course, around the world as well. She is Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, heard every Wednesday evening, 730, right here on Matra Day Radio, anytime on your Hail Mary Media app, and, of course, the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard. Miriam, always such a joy and pleasure to talk with you. Oh, it's been great to chat, David. Have a blessed day. You as well. Thank you. And it is 723 here at Mater Day Radio. Oh, I'm joining you and Miriam, David. I want to go to Lourdes Let's so, go. so yeah. much. In fact, the calendar that's right here in the main studio, it's got a picture of the cathedral there at Lourdes this month. In fact, stay with us in the show just coming up next. Well, Father Kabiki is going to be with us. He's also going to talk about uh, Our Lady of Lourdes. Oh, and excellent. The, and a very special day that goes along with it. Now, you can listen to that interview again. Head over to our webpage, materdayradio.com. You can see all of our great locally produced shows, all of our interviews from The Morning Bled. You can also catch Miriam's show, Blazing the Trail. It comes on Wednesday evenings, but all of our archive podcasts right there on the website. You can also access Access them on the free Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Francis Speaks from the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows. A new kind of fool. The Lord has called me into the way of simplicity and humility. 
and he has indeed made this way known through me and through all who choose to believe me and follow me. So I prefer you not to talk to me about any other rule, whether St. Benedict's or St. Augustine's or St. Bernard's, nor recommend any other ideal or manner of life than that which the Lord, in his mercy, has revealed and given to me. He told me I am to be a new kind of fool in this world. A reflection from Through the Year with Francis of Assisi by Father Murray Bodo. Learn more at olpretreat.org. That's olpretreat.org. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. Want an eye-opener in the morning without the caffeine? It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. It is 726 at Mater Day Radio, and more international aid pours into Turkey and Syria. We'll have the details in the news. And Christmas celebrations this year going to be just a little bit bigger. I'll explain why coming up in four minutes. Here is Wall, Always and Everywhere. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. calling me back to the altar of heaven's feast where all the lonely and proud of heart come clean and this is your grace and your love for me your justice and mercy is what I
saints and angels gathered in heaven now at this table we pray here is redemption here is salvation in this Always and Everywhere by Wall. It's 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news this morning, the international effort to provide relief to victims of the devastating earthquake that flattened hundreds of buildings in Turkey and Syria three days ago intensified Thursday as emergency personnel rushed tents and equipment into the battered region. The confirmed death toll continues to rise, reaching more than 19,000 now. That surpasses the toll from Japan's Fukushima disaster. The U.N. said its first aid convoy crossed the border and arrived in northwest Syria on Thursday. Six trucks with shelter materials and non-food items delivered blankets and hygiene kits to the region. The International Blue Crescent Relief and Development Foundation said it was housing 9,000 survivors in one Turkish city, with more international personnel cleared to work alongside 20,000 local rescue crews. So again, the rescue efforts Mm. just continuing to try to ramp up, but it's such a difficult region. And to get there, I mean, just the first convoy into Syria now. Wow. Yeah. Well, about 1,700 buildings have already collapsed during or after Monday's magnitude 7.8 earthquake in Turkey. More damage is expected as aftershocks continue. Now, the damage is a reminder of the impact expected from the next catastrophic earthquake if strikes the Pacific Northwest. Now, KGW reports the Cascadia subduction zone off the Pacific coast unleashes powerful earthquakes about every 250 years on average. Now, unreinforced masonry buildings are at the greatest risk of collapse during major earthquakes. Now, Turkey passed updated building codes 20 years ago to make sure new construction was strong enough to survive. But many of the recent collapses have been older buildings and predated those rules. 
Now, Portland is in a similar position. Modern building code requires seismic resiliency, but according to the city, there are about 1,600 older unreinforced masonry buildings in the region that wouldn't be able to withstand a major earthquake. That's why high schools and grade schools are part of a plan to reinforce structures. New buildings are in the works altogether. Yeah, you remember the spring break quake, and that was six point. So mm-hmm. I can't quite remember what it was, but the damage it did, just like to um, St. Mary's Church in Mount Angel. That's right. Yeah. And, I remember that. I mean, again, I think that was an old masonry building as well. But again, yeah. There's always these much. reminders. And the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church, the largest church in Ukraine, is changing its dates. Its members will celebrate Christmas to me, more in line with the West. In 2023, the faithful of the UGCC will celebrate with Rome on December 25th. Now, the move comes as the Ukrainian people seek to distance themselves from Russian culture. Now, prior to the change, they followed the Julian calendar, followed by the Russian Orthodox Church, many other Orthodox, which places Christmas on January 7th. Now, an online poll taken to gauge the support of the Ukrainian populace in December of 2022 found that around 60% of the 1.5 million respondents supported the change. Now, these figures, according to the pillar, surged to 90% support rate in Ukrainian Roman Catholics. Now, while the date of Christmas will diverge from the Julian calendar, the date of movable feast and the celebration of Easter will remain where they are. Uh, But I did hear talk earlier in the year that Pope Francis said, let's align Easter. Let's see if we can come to that agreement. All right. Well, a new study out shows that 15 million people across the globe live under the threat of a sudden and deadly outburst flood caused by melting glaciers pouring massive amounts of water into lakes. The study released Tuesday in the publication Nature Communications reports that more than half of those living in the shadow of the disaster called glacial lake outburst floods are in just four countries, India, Pakistan, Peru, and China. It's a threat Americans and Europeans rarely think about, but one million people live within just six miles of potentially unstable glacial-fed lakes, the study calculated. Scientists say so far it doesn't seem like climate change has made those floods more frequent, but as glaciers shrink with warming, the amount of water in lakes grows, making them more dangerous. The other other part about the study was that you just have more people on the planet living in those areas, Mm -hmm. which again creates more of an issue. Sure. Well, a surface parking lot at the waterfront Vancouver will soon be replaced by an eight-story parking garage to hold 840 cars and also retail spots. It's expected to be completed in 2024. Construction is set to begin as early as next week. Now, the lot on Block 7 was surface parking, but it closed at the end uh, last year uh, to allow the construction of the garage. Now, patrons will pay to park in the facility and will have gated access through a single entry and exit point. We'll have a mixture of monthly and also hourly parking spaces. Now, once the parking structure is complete in 2024, the waterfront's other surface parking lots will be sold 
for more development in the next phases. Right. So it gets crowded down there. Oh, yes. It's, it's becoming, as more restaurants open, the more popular it becomes. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially during the summertime on a warm evening, it's a really nice walk. Yeah. So I recognize how that parking structure will help and then allowing, well, just for more great things to be built there. Yeah, I know that because we went down a couple times this summer to the farmer's market there yeah. on the waterfront and it's it was beautiful. crowded. Yeah, it's it crowded was, though, yeah. for sure. There are a lot of cars going in and out, that's for sure. Well, in sports, it was a busy past 24 hours for the Portland Trailblazers. Last night at the Moda Center, Blazers beat the Golden State Warriors 125 to 122. Damian Lillard once again led Portland with 33 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds. But there was a missing piece to the Blazers lineup. What? Just before player introductions, starting small forward Josh Hart left the court after news broke that he had been traded to the New York Knicks. Yeah, traded for Cam Reddish, as the report goes. Well, I'm sure we'll get more clarification on that today. Uh, Reddish out of Duke University is a 6'8 forward. He was the 10th overall pick during the 2019 NBA draft. In threesons, he has averaged about 11 points per game. Portland hosts Oklahoma City tomorrow evening. Now, that's not to say there might be even more moves, because today is the NBA trade deadline. I see. So, wow, uh, that's kind of tough timing, I know, though. Yeah. I think we, yeah, I mean, I understand the trades happen, but yeah, right before the game, timing could have been maybe yeah. a little bit better. Well, Lent is fast approaching, and one of the best ways to prepare for the season of reflection and penance than to attend the sacrament of reconciliation. The practice of confession is important to the faith life of Catholics because it allows us to deepen our relationship with God by acknowledging the ways in which we have distanced ourselves from the Lord and seek forgiveness for these sins. Now, while confession is an invaluable practice that encourages us to mature in our lives and faith through self-examination, too few Catholics seek reconciliation with regularity. According to a 2022 study from Pew Research Center, only about 43% of American Catholics visit the confessional once a year. And the proportion of those who go to confession multiple times a year falls as low as 17% and barely 7% go monthly. A while back, the dynamic Father Mike Schmitz did a YouTube video on making a good confession. Father Schmitz instructs that the first question we must ask ourselves is how God's been number one in your life. And have you put other things ahead of God? The older we get, he explains, the more things we have in our life that can be put before God. But we are called to place God in the center of our lives. And admission of such failure is essential to repairing and strengthening our relationship with God. Father Schmidt advises us to take advantage of resources to examine our lives and prepare for a good confession. He says go online because there are great cheat sheets. so to speak, that help you do an examination of conscience. He also talks about a consciousness examine. Now, this is written by St. Ignatius of Loyola, and he says it's not just about, uh, you know, doing an examination of conscience, but really a prayerful way that identifies areas in our lives 
where we have failed. Nice, yeah. At our old studios on the University of Portland campus, in my office there, there was a sign above the little door that said, Confessions Upstairs. And I would get more comments from visitors who would come, because there was no upstairs. There's no upstairs. (laughs) But they'd always look at that and go, oh, yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, Confessions Upstairs had time for that discussion with God. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Friday and Saturday, it is the Arise Women's Conference at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. Holy Redeemer Parish invites all women to come for a weekend of reflection and friendship. Speakers will include Noel Garcia, Sue Baldwin, and Diane Boggs. There will also be a separate track for high schoolers to be able to also attend. You can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Hey, Dina Marie and Father Kabicki going to join us after the forecast talking more about Our Lady of Lourdes. Support for Materday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Day Radio in this prayer in honor of Pope St. John Paul II. Let us pray. Wise and gracious God, in your divine wisdom you sent Pope St. John Paul II to guide and shepherd the Church in changing times. He courageously defended all human life from conception to death. Through his intercession, we pray, strengthen us to follow in his footsteps so that we might experience true joy and authentic love and a lasting solidarity among peoples. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through, I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. 743 at Modern Day Radio. Going to be a nice day today, mostly sunny skies, high of 56 degrees. Then, well, enjoy it because tonight the rain rolls back in with a low of 43 degrees. Got about a 60% chance of showers on Friday, high of 51. Then Saturday, yeah, not too bad again. Mostly cloudy skies, high of 48. Well, currently it is 44 degrees at St. Aloysius Catholic Church in Estacada. And 31 degrees at Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove. Good morning. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd and Faith Moments with a Saint Moment on Mater Day Radio. 
Well, how many times have you prayed for good health for yourself or for a loved one, maybe for a surgery to go well? Well, even in the time of Jesus, many people flocked to him for special healing, for cures, for a miracle, for the blind, for the lame, for the deaf, for poor and widows. They all sought the special healing power of Jesus. Well, today, the Catholic Church on February 11th recognizes the World Day of the Sick on February 11th. It's a reminder to bring our greatest needs to Jesus, but also through the loving heart and arms of our Blessed Virgin Mary. Well, today with me, Father James Kubicki, Jesuit priest, is going to help us reflect on this special day in the church and how Our Lady is really part of bringing about healing in Jesus Christ. Good morning, Father James. Thanks for coming back on the program. Good morning, Dina Marie. You know, what's so beautiful is how our Blessed Mother participated in the work of Jesus. You know, certainly praying before Pentecost for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But we see her in the Gospel of John, chapter 2, where at a wedding feast, they run out of wine. And she informs Jesus of this fact. And it kind of leads to the first miracle, the first sign of Jesus that sets in motion events that will ultimately lead to his suffering and death and resurrection. But in the year 1858, in France, Lourdes, France, our Blessed Mother appeared to a 14-year-old girl named Bernadette. Uh, I love the movie, The Song of Bernadette. If, If you and our listeners have not seen it, I highly recommend it. It's a wonderful movie that came out in the 1940s and uh, won uh, Academy Award for uh, the best picture. So it's it's a wonderfully done movie about the apparitions of Mary to St. Bernadette. Over a period of several months, she appeared 17 more times uh, until July of that year. And she revealed herself as the Immaculate Conception. Now, this was a dogma of the the church uh, very much from the beginning, but it hadn't been declared as part of the faith until uh, excuse me, 1854, when Pope Blessed Pius IX declared that uh, to be a Catholic, you need to believe in this dogma. This is, is part of our re- uh, faith. And so four years after that, our Blessed Mother appears to uh, St. Bernadette. She eventually did become a saint. And declared herself to be the Immaculate Conception, asked Bernadette to pray for the conversion of sinners, and showed her where there would be a grotto. Um, There was going to be a spring of water that sprang up right there. And to this day, the people flock to Lourdes to this spring of water in order to receive healing. Our Lady of Lords Feast Day on February 11th, and it's it's wonderful to hear the story. And I think what an in, important time that Our Lady reveals herself as the Immaculate Conception while this is being shared throughout the Universal Church. It wasn't something that every Catholic knew, and particularly Bernadette, from what I know about her life, she was pretty... Um, didn't have much education. Her family probably wouldn't even have heard of this declaration. Um, so the significance of Our Lady uh, focusing on who she is, uh, but also this idea of healing and this grotto that that we know today has such um, amazing miracles that have been associated with it. Uh, now, you've been there before, haven't you, Father James? Give us a sense of what Lourdes is like and why people make a pilgrimage there. Yes, um, 
In June, uh, several years back, I went with a group of pilgrims to France and to Lourdes in particular. And, um, you know, it's an amazing experience because you see thousands of people gather to pray the rosary. And there's a candle lit procession. There's a procession with the Blessed Sacrament to um, a, one of the churches there. And I celebrated Mass in the actual grotto where uh, the water emanates from. And I went into the waters myself. And many people, that the, all the pilgrims that I was with, which included a, a few children, we all went into the waters praying for healing, either for ourselves or for uh, people that we were bringing in our hearts for healing. It really was an amazing experience uh, to enter into that water, um, which is quite cold. And everyone who experienced this, when you got out of the water and um, got dressed again, it was amazing. Everyone said, you know, it was as though the water evaporated almost instantaneously as soon as we left the water. And so what I saw was uh, a young man in a wheelchair who I think was developmentally disabled uh, and was shaking. And I thought, oh, my goodness, how is he ever going to um, be able to get into that water? And the people who are there, volunteers, helped him into the water. I did not see that part. But what I did see is afterwards, he was part of this procession, Eucharistic procession, and he was so calm I couldn't believe that it was the same young man that was, was shaking and agitated before he had gone into the waters. So the waters have healing properties, both physically and spiritually for people. It's so beautiful. And more recently, we've connected this, um, thanks to, I think, Pope St. John Paul II, this, this place and this date with uh, World Day of the Sick, and give us a little sense of that and just recognizing um, the role that the sick do play. I mean, Jesus went and sought out the sick and the suffering, didn't he? Right. And in 1992, Pope St. John Paul II instituted this annual celebration, a World Day of the Sick, on the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes. And the idea was to pray for caregivers, doctors, nurses, spouses who are caring for a loved one at home, parents who are caring for their children who need special attention, but also to pray with and for the sick that they may come to see their sufferings as a way that they can participate in the redemption, that they unite their suffering, their cross, to the uh, suffering of Jesus. They unite their cross to the cross of Jesus, and in that way play a role in the ongoing work of the church. And every year, the Pope gives us a message um, for this annual World Day of the Sick. And I'd, I'd like to share, Dina Marie, with you and our listeners, part of that message from Pope Francis this year. Here's what he says. Let us turn our thoughts to the Shrine of Lourdes, a prophetic lesson entrusted to the Church for our modern times. It is not only what functions well or those who are productive that matter, Sick people, in fact, are the center of God's people, and the church advances together with them as a sign of humanity in which everyone is precious and no one should be discarded or left behind. That was part of his message, which was entitled uh, a phrase from the story of the Good Samaritan, take care of him. 
So the Pope's message to us is, let's take care of one another, the well for the sick and the sick praying for the needs of the whole church. Yeah, that's a powerful message from Pope Francis. And I know how many times he has over uh, the last few years really talked about caregivers, caring for one another, uh, the elderly, grandparents. I mean, he I mean, and I see him as my grandfather, you know, Papa, Papa Francis, that we are um, one in our weakness. We realize how much we need Christ, how much really we ultimately, all of us, whether we're strong physically or weak physically, we need Christ, but we also need each other. And I think that message you just read, Father, reminds me that we need to be in community. We need to have family. It starts there, and then it grows uh, wherever we are planted. And and maybe just how Our Lady of Lourdes and this feast day can help us to really kindle those communities of support, particularly around those who are weak. That's right. You know. Um... We need Christ, and we, the church, the baptized, are the body of Christ. And so the way Jesus heals us and is present in our lives today, certainly through the Holy Eucharist, but then through his living body, the church, we are the hands, the feet, the heart of Jesus active in our world today. Our Lady of Lourdes, pray for us. What a great day to celebrate again on February 11th, both the World Day of the Sick and Our Lady of Lourdes. I hope you have a chance to go to Mass on that beautiful feast day. Thank you, Father James, for spending a little time with us today. Would you help us close with your prayer and blessing? Very happy to do so. Heavenly Father, God of love, thank you for Jesus, your son and your son's mother, Mary who has come to us with a message of peace that we pray for conversion and to bring healing to ourselves and to our world. Hear the prayers that we offer now, especially for those who care for the sick and those who are suffering in any way. And bless us all in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father James, and have a blessed day. You too, Dina Marie. It is 7.54 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend, the Hail Mary Media app. Have you downloaded it yet? A wonderful app, and it is free. All of the information is on our website. Through the app, you can have access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune into live broadcasts of Mater Day Radio. You can sign up for customized prayer reminders as well. All of that on the free Hail Mary Media app. All the details on how to download it and more information at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, Hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. 
Dr. Bianco Family Dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Day Radio. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you, and you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. And it is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Well, a new survey is out on your finances. We'll have that for you in the news. And the competition is building ahead of the big game on Sunday. Team Ruff looking to come away with a W <laughs> this year. I'll have that story for you plus more coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey, everyone. I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. The persecution of Christians in Rome was infamous for the death of many saints we know today. One such holy woman was Saint Apollonia. According to some historians, the anger of the Alexandrian mob grew to such a height of madness against the Christians that in 248, when one of their poets prophesied calamity, they took out their bloody hatred upon any Christian they knew about. The authorities did nothing to protect their citizens, and so many were seized and beaten or killed while others fled, leaving their possessions to be pillaged. It was in 249, during this chaos, that Apollonia, a highly esteemed woman in the Church of Alexandria, was also seized by the mob. She was beaten so ferociously that all of her teeth were knocked out. They then took her outside of the city gates where they erected a pile of wood and set it ablaze, threatening to burn her alive unless she blasphemed against the Lord. Apollonia asked them to give her a moment and appeared as if she was considering their threats. Then suddenly, to their surprise, she ran and leapt into the flames of her own will and was burned to death. Belonging to the long list of martyrs who did not wait for the death they were threatened with, Saint Apollonia is a special example of faith to us. Because she voluntarily chose death in an effort to preserve her faith or to avoid adding sin to her soul, a debate arose regarding the sanctity of such a choice, which runs dangerously close to suicide. This debate was addressed by St. Augustine of Hippo in his writings titled The City of God, where he states, For I know not but that the church was divinely authorized through trustworthy revelations to honor thus the memory of these Christians. It may be that such is the case. May it not be too that these acted in such a manner, not through human caprice, but on the command of God, not erroneously, but through obedience, as we must believe in the case of Samson. When, however, God gives a command and makes it clearly known, who would account obedience there to a crime or condemn such a pious devotion and ready service? Holiness is a response of obedience to God. We may not experience the threat of being burned alive if we don't deny Christ, but we are called to despise our own lives for the sake of following Jesus. This can take different forms in our everyday lives. Fasting is in a way like a small voluntary death. St. Apollonia gives us a challenge today. We should ask ourselves in what ways we are being called to throw ourselves into the proverbial flames. We should daily commit ourselves to Christ and allow Him to guide our thoughts, our words, and our actions. God inspired St. Apollonia to run to the fire rather than allow herself to be tempted to abandon Him. May we too allow God to inspire us to do whatever it takes to avoid harming our relationship with Him. St. Apollonia, pray for us. 
Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is a three-minute daily show that unpacks the lives of the saints with practical messages for everyday life. Awaken the Saint is made in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news, the Claritian missionaries reported that on February 7th, one of its priests was kidnapped in Haiti. Father Anton Noah was abducted in the morning when he was going to his missionary community in Kazal, about 20 miles north of Port-au-Prince, the country's capital. Now, the kidnappers have contacted the superior of his missionary community asking for money in exchange for his release, according to a statement from the Claritians posted on Facebook. Now, Mackayer is originally from Cameroon and has been the parochial vicar at St. Michael the Archangel Parish in Cazal for one year. And a chameleon priest, Father Antonio Meganon, told the Vatican News Agency that currently armed gangs are running the country and also attacking Catholic schools and hospitals. And in his prayer intention video for February, Pope Francis asked parishes to truly be communities, places of listening and welcome whose doors are always open to all, no one excluded. In the video, which begins with an image of an outside of a beautiful but empty parish, followed by that same parish full of people, thus becoming even more beautiful, Pope Francis notes that every parish should try to put a sign on their door saying, free admission. In a press release accompanying the second prayer intention for 2023, the Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network explained that with these words, Pope Francis wants to remind all of us that there are no special requirements for entering because, as he says, parishes are not a club for the few which give a certain kind of social belonging. Ah, that's a great point. I like that free admission. Come <laughs> free on admission. in. Come on in. Admission's right. free. Well, how are you feeling financially? If your answer is not great, well, you're not alone. According to a new Gallup poll that was released yesterday, it shows that half of Americans say they are financially worse off now than they were a year ago. An even greater portion of lower-income Americans said they were losing ground. About 61% of those with a household income of less than $40,000 reported they were worse off compared to 49% and 43% for middle and high income households respectively. Now Gallup noted high inflation, rising interest rates and declining stock values likely weighed on Americans' financial feelings. The good news here though is that the majority of Americans feel optimistic about the future and they say that could help minimize any economic recessions that may occur this year. In a video message released on the ninth World Day of Prayer and Reflection Against Human Trafficking, Pope Francis said human trafficking disfigures human dignity. The annual day of prayer took place yesterday on the day the Catholic Church celebrates the feast of St. Josephine Bakita. The Holy Father began his message by addressing the year's theme, Journeying in Dignity, and specifically encouraged young people to care for dignity, yours and that of every person you meet. Pope Francis urged the young people to be missionaries of human dignity against trafficking in persons and fall forms of exploitation 
and to never tire of seeking ways to transform our societies, prevent the shameful scourge that is trafficking in persons. The World Day of Prayer and Reflection Against Human Trafficking has taken place every year on February 6th since Pope Francis first introduced it in 2015. Well, it is not exactly like discovering gold in your backyard, but it was still quite a find for a Sonoma County, California homeowner who observed some worms coming out of his bedroom wall. He figured he better call an expert just to be safe. So upon arrival, Nick Castro of Nick's Extreme Pest Control identified the infestation as mealworms who were nibbling on acorns. Yeah, so to investigate further, Castro cut a four-inch square in the wall, and that's when the big surprise happened. Spilling out of the hole came a treasure trove of acorns to the tune of at least 700 pounds. No! Yeah, it seems woodpeckers were dropping the acorns down a hole near the chimney that they were collecting over the past several years as they dropped from the attic. Tens of thousands of acorns gathered from nearby oak trees filled the cavity of the walls, Castro speculated. I saw a photo of this. Uh Uh-huh. Unbelievable. Filled the room, I bet. It was like... Thousands of acorns that were just filling into the wall. It was crazy. Oh, my gosh. And mealworms along (laughs) with it. Lovely. Yeah. So they ended up having to cut, like, I think, four different holes in the wall to get all of the acorns. I mean, they were bags and bags of it. That's crazy. Unbelievable. Now, I will, come springtime, because it happens every year, I will find a sprouted little oak tree. Yeah. Like a little leaf on an oak tree, because the squirrels, there's a big oak near us, will collect the acorns from the neighbor's yard, Mm -hmm. and then they start planting them in my uh, my planters, kind of as they, uh, you know, finding a safe place. But, uh, yeah, I've never seen that many. So one of the craziest things we ever had happen to us was I had our car in to be serviced. goes back quite a few years ago. And the mechanic came out and said, let me show you something. He had pulled out from behind our glove box a whole pile of dog kibbles. Mice had been taking them and going up into the car and (laughs) storing them. Was that Benny's food? Yeah, it was Benny's food. It was crazy. Yeah. He said, no, that's not uncommon. He goes, I find this a lot where mice will find the kibbles and take them and hide them somewhere. And, <laughs> and it was in behind hit our... it in your car. Yeah. Well, it is the biggest event on the American sporting calendar. The matchup we've all been waiting for. The best athletes on the planet vying against each other for a place in the history books and a shot at the coveted Lombarki Trophy. (laughs) Yes. Yep, that's the 2023 Puppy Bowl coming up on Animal Planet. This will be the largest Puppy Bowl to date with 122 puppies from 67 different shelters and rescues across the United States, making up the rosters for Team Rough and Team Fluff. 11 of the puppies even have special needs, and all of the puppers are adoptable. Now, Team Fluff won last year's contest with a final score 73 to 69. It was a real clincher. <laughs> now you can check out the starting lineups online featuring super superstars like Josh Allenhound, <laughs> Jimmy Kibble, Coco Bean, and more for Team Rough and Team Fluff. Animal Planet pregame looks like it's starting at 10, uh, 10 a.m. Right. Sunday morning local time. 
Who are the favorite right now? What's the odds? Any oh, idea? Oh, I haven't seen those odds. I mean, considering last year's score, it looks to be pretty even. So right. bet the over on that one, I guess. Kind of about the the same for the Chiefs Eagles. <laughs> well, sports, of course, getting oh so close to the start of the college baseball season. <gasps> Yeah. I love baseball. I know. Pac-12 just released its preseason coaches poll. Both the Ducks and the Beavers reside in the top of the standings. Oregon State is projected to finish third in the conference, while Oregon is in the fifth position. Last year's Pac-12 title winner, Stanford, is picked to finish at the top of the standings again this year. UCLA holds down the second-place spot. So both Oregon and Oregon State open the season with games on February 17th. So that's Whoa, a week a week from tomorrow. Soon. Yeah, I know. So Beavers are in surprise Arizona facing New Mexico. Oregon hosts Xavier and University of Portland also get started on the 17th. They are at Utah Tech. Well, preparatory work began this week to restore the sharp spire atop the Cathedral of Notre Dame in Paris as the destroyed monument continues on track for a late 2024 reopening. Now, scaffolding has been set up and custom-cut stones for the spire's base were recently delivered by a barge along the River Seine as they would have been during the spire's original construction the 19th century. Now, early hopes were that it would be ready to welcome visitors for the Summer Olympics in Paris next year, but a December completion seems more likely. Now, at the moment, December 8th, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception is the target date. The original spire was created by architect Eugene Violette de Luc, and the replacement has been made as an exact replica out of 500 tons of oak with another 250 tons of lead for the covering and ornaments. Now, once completed, the spire will be 100 meters tall. Now, the French government has repeatedly assured the people of Europe that extreme precautions are being taken to prevent lead poisoning in the environment or the workers. An update on the reconstruction detailed how the original cathedral had a huge amount of lead used on the roof, which the fire melted down into the depths of the building. After it cooled, chipping the toxic metal off the surviving stone and wood became a majority of the cleanup work. Now, in the meantime, the restoration work uncovered multiple stone tombs and a lead sarcophagus among the lowest foundations of the cathedral in a remarkable discovery. Wouldn't that be something if the they do have it on December 8th, the grand Feast, opening day? Yes. Yeah, that's Mater Dei Radio's birthday. That's our birthday, too. Yeah. We all share something in common with that? Paris. That's very cool. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Saturday, beginning at 8.30 a.m., running until 1 o'clock, is now and at the hour of our death funeral workshop happening at All Saints Catholic Church in Portland. All are welcome to this workshop, which will review the liturgies of the Order of Christian Funeral, music, pastoral care of the sick and homebound, grief ministry, preparing for death and medical treatment, and end-of-life and legal and burial cremation issues. You can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar at materdayradio.com and of course the Hail Mary media app. Well, Michael Davis is going to join us. He'll talk human development. It's right after the forecast. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Find the peace you need by joining Mater Dei Radio and the Benedictine monks of Mount Angel Abbey on the Hail Mary Media app. Throughout the day, you can break away from the stress and worry of your world and journey to the Abbey Church on the hilltop for a live stream of the Liturgy of the Hours. In addition to these peaceful times with the monks, the Hail Mary Media app also features Mater Dei Radio's live broadcast, podcast of all our original programming, including shows available exclusively on the app, an interactive community calendar of Catholic events, your own customizable schedule of personal prayer reminders, and much more. Download some peace into your life today. Look for Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or click MatreDayRadio.com for all the details. Find your peace with the Benedictine monks of Mount Angel Abbey on the Hail Mary Media app from Matreday Radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 814 at Mater Day Radio. Well, it's almost a early spring-like day <laughs> today. Uh, we'll see some sunshine, high of 56 degrees. Then rain rolls in tonight. We'll have a low of 43. Then about a 60% chance of showers for Friday, high of 51. Saturday, Sunday, eh, not bad. Mostly cloudy, highs in the upper 50s. So, or excuse me, highs in the upper 40s for Saturday, Sunday. So not a bad weekend coming up. It is 34 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Battleground. And 31 degrees at St. Edward's Church in Lebanon. Well, it seems right that we would work to enlarge our freedoms and grow our opportunities. And here in the U.S., well, we've been blessed to have freedoms and decide how we live and what we do. But we also know that that's not how it is for so many others around the world. So what's our responsibility, both as a country and also personally? to help other countries and people develop. Well, joining me today to tell us what Pope Benedict wrote on human development is Michael Davis. Michael is with me today to preview his latest podcast episode, Common Sense on Social Justice. Good morning, Michael. Thanks for joining us today. Sure. Good morning. Good to see you again. So on this week's episode, you're covering three areas that kind of are involved with human development as Pope 
Benedict lays them out. What are those? Those are human development, strong families in the environment, and he says they are all tied together. Now, they're tied together. Now, does one of those issues maybe outweigh the other other parts, or is there not one of those that is maybe more important or more focused on than the others? Yeah, not really. I would say no to that because he brings out that you can't sacrifice one for the other. So we have to learn how to simultaneously deal with all three of those things. So oftentimes, like some of our governmental environmental policies makes life too hard for families to keep providing for themselves, for example. All right. Well, let's break each one of these open then as far as Pope Benedict has been writing about in his encyclical. So human development. So as I said in the introduction, we almost feel like we're at the pinnacle here in the U.S. I mean, we are first world. Mm -hmm. We have natural resources. We have wealth. But is there more to do? So when we're talking about human development Is that across the board? I mean, is that affecting everybody? Are we continuing to develop just at different paces? Well, certainly uh, it involves everybody. Obviously, one of the things he brings out is that in many countries, people don't have access to education, clean water, food. You know, so Mm -hmm. they need to be able to develop that way. Whereas here, because we have such broken families, we've kind of we're underdeveloped spiritually and underdeveloped mentally because of that breakdown and so you see rampant homelessness for example okay and then the environment as part of all of that obviously we're within the environment we Mm -hmm. have to be good stewards but how does that balance i mean are you in order to make good strong families the environment sometimes gets the short end of the stick also Mm -hmm. I think it was recently referred to as uh, Pope Francis said, other countries, the playground of the bigger countries. Yeah, I mean, one of the blatant examples of that is the British uh, taking of resources from India, right? I mean, blatant. One country powerful taking over another country for their resources and taking those resources. But, you know, uh, in in this chapter, the Pope brings out, you cannot, no country can consume or should consume all the resources on itself, energy resources, he names, jobs. You can't consume all the jobs on yourselves. Um, And, yeah, it really is uh, a struggle we have as humans. Now, in the podcast, I bring out that there's two really bad habits that, one, that the conservatives have a bad habit with the environment, and one, that the liberals have a bad habit. The conservatives have a bad habit of abusing the environment for self-consumption and the liberals have a bad habit of creating such strict environmental policies that stifles human development you can't keep going forward okay so there is a balance in that that as you said make sure that well the needs of all three of those elements are met and uh, not one abuse by another michael davis is joining me today we're having a common sense discussion on social justice and a discussion on human development well, Michael, one of these areas that you talked about, too, was strong families. And you just mentioned, too, about how in the United States, our strong families are suffering. I mean, yeah. the, the devil really has taken a root and focused a lot of destruction in our families. And we seem to be caving to mm. that. Our families are a mess. So who do we look to to develop strong families if 
here in the United States, they're falling apart. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's sad. I mean, it, our movie industry, our television shows, our music industry in the United States is to blame uh, for a lot of things. I mean, in our movies and and uh, and in our um, uh, television shows, men are made to look weak and stupid. Uh, the woman is dominant in the home. Uh, the divorce is the norm uh, in a lot of movies and television shows. Single parenting is the norm. Uh, and then, of course, now all these uh, redefining of the family sure. is the norm. It's just, you know, and it's sad. Just broken families has become the norm. And if we could just get the movie industry and television shows, the music industry to to present strong, good families then maybe people would be influenced and supported in that. But you know who we look to? Third world countries where the families are intact. They're strong. <laughs> yeah. It does feel like maybe the reason why that it is 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 because, well, they need each other. Mm -hmm. And everybody yeah. has a role to play in the family in yeah. countries where you're all trying to bring each other up. Whereas here in the United States, well... You know, people, families don't seem to need or want each other as much as perhaps our parents wanted for us. Yeah, yeah, so true. And there's just that lack of support. You know, like if a family's struggling, even in churches, if a family's struggling, they're left alone to struggle and fall apart. We just would, as a community, come around each other and help each other. But I would say one of the underlying sins of the United States that brings that on is individualism. Mm-hmm. Because, well, we're individuals, pick yourself up, you know. No, there's something to be said about community, living and supporting and walking together. Well, Michael, as always, you bring forward a common sense discussion about this. And we talk about these large, big worldwide topics like human development, our responsibilities in that. But you also break it down to where we can do those things and strive for a better world right in our own neighborhood. So this week, if we're talking about human development and maybe we're struggling within our own families, how do we lift each other up, even if we're struggling ourselves in certain areas? Yeah, and at the end of the podcast this week, I talk about that. I give five steps to do just that and five steps to do all three of those things, environment, human development, families. How do you do all those simultaneously without sacrificing one for the other? I give you five steps in the podcast to do just that. All right. Well, sounds good. Michael, I appreciate your time today. Always a great discussion. We learned so much and really appreciate your podcast. Yes, I appreciate the opportunity and speaking with you again. And again, that is Michael Davis. His podcast is Common Sense on Social Justice. You are going to find his latest episode on our webpage under the Stand Alone podcast. You'll also have access to it on the Hail Mary media app. It is 823 at Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend this Thursday morning. Have an old car sitting in the garage you just want to get rid of. How about Day Radio's vehicle donation program? It can be in an old car, a truck, boat, motorcycle, RV. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, vehicle donation. It'll take you to the main page. All the information is right there for you. You just need to fill out a couple of forms. You're good to go. And it is a likely tax deduction for you as well. It is Day Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. 
Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Have you thought much about your funeral? Most people haven't. But pre-planning a funeral is not unlike planning for other life events. I'm Maria Lee, a cemetery counselor at Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. We are a full-service funeral home owned and operated by the Archdiocese of Portland. I'm proud to be part of a caring staff dedicated to helping people plan ahead for their funeral and burial needs. Pre-planning your funeral is a thoughtful way to ensure that your family members will not have to incur the financial burdens or risk the emotional overspending that can happen when a death occurs. You can choose from several of our convenient packages or only select the goods and services you wish. For further information, please visit our website at ccpdxor.com. That's ccpdxor.com. We are Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services, compassionate and pastoral care. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mater Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Mater Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. It is 826 at Mater Day Radio, and it is a day to celebrate pizza. Oh, I mm. like the sound of that. Yeah. And Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church, well, they're looking to join in with a great celebration with the West. I'll tell you what that is coming up in news. Here is Village Lights. Here is our Alleluia. And you are listening to The Morning Blend right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday lights. Almighty, ever-living God, we've come to worship you. Almighty, ever-living God, our Father, Spirit, and the Son, we've come to
the village lights. Here is our Alleluia. It's 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. In your news this morning, the international effort to provide relief to victims of the devastating earthquake that flattened hundreds of buildings in Turkey and Syria three days ago intensified Thursday as emergency personnel rushed tents and equipment into the battered region. The confirmed death toll continues to rise, reaching more than 19,000, surpassing the toll from Japan's Fukushima disaster. The U.N. said its first aid convoy crossed the border and arrived in northwest Syria on Thursday. Six trucks with shelter materials and non-food items delivered blankets and hygiene kits to the region. The International Blue Crescent Relief and Development Foundation said it was housing 9,000 survivors in one Turkish city with more international personnel cleared to work alongside 20,000 local rescue crews. And about 1,700 buildings have already collapsed during or after Monday's magnitude 7.8 earthquake in Turkey. More damage is expected as aftershocks continue. Now, the damage is a reminder of the impact expected from the next catastrophic earthquake in the Pacific Northwest. KGW reports the Cascadia subduction zone off the Pacific coast unleashed its powerful earthquakes every 250 years on average. The most recent one was in the 1700s. Now, unreinforced masonry buildings are at the greatest risk of collapse during a major earthquake. Turkey passed updated building codes 20 years ago to make sure new construction was strong enough to survive. But many of the recent collapses have been in older buildings that predated those rules. Now, Portland is in a similar position. Modern building codes require seismic resiliency, but according to the city, there are about 1,600 older, unreinforced masonry buildings in the region. And the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church, the largest church in Ukraine, is changing the date its members will celebrate Christmas to be more in line with the West. In 2023, the faithful of the UGCC will celebrate with Rome on December 25th. As noted by Reuters, the move comes as Ukrainian people seek to distance themselves from Russian culture. Now, prior to the exchange, they followed the Julian calendar, followed by the Russian Orthodox Church and many other Orthodox, which places Christmas on January 7th. An online poll taken to gauge the support of the Ukrainian populace in December of 2022 found around 60% of the 1.5 million respondents supported the change. These figures, according to the pillar, surged to 90% support rate in Ukrainian Roman Catholics. While the date of Christmas will diverge from the Julian calendar, the date of movable feasts and the celebration of Easter will remain where they were. All right. Well, over these next 20 minutes, we're just going to get you hungry. Oh, All yeah. right. Because coming up in our second cup, we're going to talk about Super Bowl foods. But right now, I'm going to tell you hmm? today is National Pizza Day. Oh, please. So you can go online. You might be able to search out some pretty good deals today on National Pizza Day. So, pepperoni is the most popular pizza in America. At 36% of all pies ordered. Do you like pepperoni pizza? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love pepperoni. I'm a purist. I love pepperoni. Yeah, absolutely. 
Over 3 billion pizzas are sold in the U.S. each year, and another 1 billion are frozen pizzas. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I'll occasionally buy a frozen pizza mm-hmm. or one that's not necessarily frozen but packaged. A packaged one, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Find fro- some good ones. Yeah, the frozen ones have come quite a long ways. They're not like oh, what yeah. they used to be. I think, in fact, I just saw a California Pizza Kitchen or something. Mm-hmm. They have a frozen yeah. pizza line, and Christian, I think he finished off a whole one by himself. So we will buy periodically some vegan pizzas. And okay. those really good too I cauliflower mean, you know, crust yeah, exactly yeah and you wouldn't even know the difference no nope. and so anyway this is the one statistic that i really find interesting that americans consume on average 23 pounds of pizza per person each year oh my gosh and i've got 12 pounds in each leg yeah. so i'm going <laughs> to i'm going to have a pizza tonight and i'm going to take a slice and i'm going to weigh it and i'm going to see what it weighs oh okay and then i'm going to have to determine okay do I eat times whatever to get to 23 pounds in the course of a year? I, I You know what? I Here's know. the thing, though. Everybody will always think, oh, there's no way I, yeah. would do, I could eat that much. But then you go, hmm, yeah. I might be able to get pretty close, though. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, with averages, there are people at each end, meaning there's probably people that could put away you know, 40, 50 pounds of pizza in a year. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. So yeah, I'll set that like, with you yeah. and I, David. We're doing just fine. Well, I guess when I ate that one large pepperoni pizza <laughs> during the Super Bowl, that probably was five pounds right there. So, there you, you know. Go. Yeah, you know I that. really want to try one of those Chicago-style pan pizzas. Oh, yeah, right. I, I watch videos of how they make those. You know, those. Yeah. I think I could All do right. a couple pounds of those pizzas. Okay, so our National Pizza Day. Well, a surface parking lot at the waterfront in Vancouver will soon be replaced by an eight-story parking garage to hold 840 cars and also retail spots. Construction is set to begin as early as next week. Now, the lot on Block 7 was surface parking, but it closed to allow the construction of the garage. Now, patrons will pay to park in the facility and will have a gated access through a single entry and exit point. We'll have a mixture of monthly and hourly spaces. Now, once the parking structure is complete in 2024, the waterfront's other surface parking lots will be sold for development as the different phases begin. So I'm wondering what lot that is, because a couple of times this summer, we went to the Vancouver Farmer's Market and we parked on a surface lot, pretty good sized lot. It would have been closer to the river or the bridge. Okay. And it had actually one of those little barricades that goes up and down to get in and out of the lot. All right. So I believe where you're at, because it's fairly close to the farmer's market, right? So that's not where we're talking about. So if you go, I want to, if it's, uh, I think it's a railroad bridge that you go under to get to the waterfront portion of the mm-hmm. of the area yeah. uh i think most people would be familiar with the two spot two larger lots that are kind of just outside of twigs and uh yeah. wild fin now behind the buildings the more recent apartment buildings i believe that's lot seven where the parking oh, structure okay. is i think go. i know where you're talking yeah. yeah i think we've parked there as well and you park yeah. you know back there and then those two lots where most people typically are you know waiting and 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 sharking for a a closer spot i think that might be where they're talking about those will close for more development all right we'll We'll figure it all out we'll, we'll look forward to that in sports it was a busy past 24 hours for the portland trailblazers 
Last night at the Moda Center, the Blazers beat the Golden State Warriors 125 to 122. Damian Lillard once again led Portland with 33 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds. But there was a missing piece to the Blazer lineup just before player introductions. Starting small forward Josh Hart left the court after news oh. broke that he had been traded to the New York Knicks for Cam Reddish, according to reports. So I guess he was like giving players hugs while he was leaving before the game started. <laughs> oh, I hate so that. That's, that's, that's a tough <laughs> that's way to a go tough out. tough way so to go. We'll see if all of this comes about. Reddish, by the way, is out of Duke University. He's the 6'8 forward. He was the 10th overall pick during the 2019 NBA draft. In three seasons, he averaged, he's averaged around 11 points per game. Portland, by the way, hosts Oklahoma City tomorrow evening. Today is actually the NBA trade deadline. Okay, so, so there more could, still could still be. Happen? Yeah, you know, you'll have to kind of keep an eye on that, see if anything else happens. Well, Lent is fast approaching, and one of the best ways to prepare for the season of reflection and penance than to attend the Catholic sacrament of reconciliation. The practice of confession is important to the faithful life of Catholics. So it allows us to deepen our relationship with God by acknowledging the ways in which we distance ourselves from the Lord, seek forgiveness for these sins. Now, while confession is an invaluable practice that encourages us to mature in our lives and faith through self-examination, well, too few Catholics seek reconciliation with regularity. According to a 2020 study from Pew Research Center, only 43% of American Catholics visit the confessional once per year. And the portion of those who go to confession multiple times per year falls as low as 17%, barely 7% go monthly. A while back, the dynamic father, Mike Schmitz, did a YouTube video on making a good confession. And Father Schmitz instructs that the first question we must ask ourselves is, has God been number one in your life? And have you put other things ahead of God? Well, the older we get, he explains the more things we have in our life that can be put before God. But we are called to place God in the center of our lives. Now, admission of such a failure is essential to repairing and strengthening our relationship with God. Father Schmitz advises us to take advantages of resources to examine our lives and prepare to go to confession. He says go online, find a cheat sheet, as yeah. he calls it, that kind of helps you through the process. And also, if it has been a while, if this is the year that you are going to immerse yourself in your faith, but it's been many years, mm-hmm. call your parish priest, make an appointment. Yeah. And, and priests will make time and help walk you through this process. It's so very important this time of year. Perfect for yeah. it. You know, I was thinking about at our parish, and you have the reconciliation evenings, mm-hmm. the, the, like typically before or during Advent and during Lent, they'll, sure. they'll do those. And I know they've always had these little card cheat sheets, if you will, that were very helpful or are very helpful. You they know. help you do yeah. that examination yeah. of conscience. It's nice. It a- offers you these questions. Exactly. And it kind of prepares you before you go in to, to meet the priest. So, yeah, great idea. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Sunday at 1 o'clock is an artist talk 
the invisible world of Christ's love for the poor. It is happening at Mount Angel Abbey Library Auditorium. Now, the Mount Angel Institute at Mount Angel Abbey invites all for an afternoon talk with Johnny DeFilippis. It's artist in residence this year. Huh. His talk will focus on the art of the life of Christ and how it can help us in preparation for the Lenten season. It's a familiar name. It is a familiar yeah. last name. Huh. I wonder if there is any relationship there. Now, remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. So we told you we're getting you hungry these last uh, few minutes of the morning blend on this Thursday. It was National Pizza Day, or it is National Pizza Day. We talk pizza, but now we're really going to get into oh, it because yes, we're talking we we're talking Super Bowl food. So in, in Brenda has an incredible lineup here that she's going <laughs> to share, okay. share with us. Yes, so stay with us. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. The Gospels make clear Jesus claimed to be God. But should we believe him? I think we should. And here's the reason why. The alternatives don't make sense. It's unreasonable to think Jesus was lying because he died for his claim to be God. Mark's Gospel makes it clear that the Sanhedrin sentenced Jesus to death for blasphemy. And Jesus accepted it. People don't die for what they know to be a lie. Okay, you say, well, maybe he wasn't a liar, but perhaps he was delusional, a lunatic. I don't think this explanation works either. All the historical evidence suggests Jesus was a pretty wise guy. Even those who deny Jesus' divinity accept this. But if that's the case, well then, don't you think he's wise enough to know who he is? So, if Jesus is neither a liar nor a lunatic, then he must be who he says he is, namely Lord. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand that together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree. But we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 845 in Mater Day Radio. Taking a look at your forecast. Mostly sunny skies today. We'll have a high of 56 degrees. Rain rolls in tonight, 90% chance, low of 43 degrees. And then for Friday, well, rain likely, high of 51. Weekend not looking too bad, though. Super Bowl Sunday, yeah, partly sunny skies. 
high right around 50 All degrees. Right. That's pretty good. I'm looking at next week's uh, forecast, <laughs> yeah. kind of looking ahead. There's a big snowflake on Tuesday. I saw that. We're going to have to keep an eye on that one yeah. for sure. 38 degrees currently at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver. And 45 degrees at St. Henry's Church in Gresham. Are you ready for a second cup of the morning blend? Here's David and Brenda. Uh, we've been talking about food all morning, I'm so I'm so going to forego my second cup of coffee and just go order a pizza. I know. Yeah, right I to the pizza. I What would be on a breakfast pizza, I wonder? Uh, you know, I would go with some mushrooms. Oh, yeah, yeah, there we go. go with some cheese. Yeah, almost there we make go. it like a like uh, a veggie, like a, almost like an omelet, um, almost minus like an omelet. The egg. Yeah. I suppose you yeah. could probably put egg on a, oh, on sure. a pizza. Absolutely. So, David. Yes. Guess how many pizzas are going to be ordered <laughs> for Super Bowl Sunday? A lot. A lot. I just mentioned this because I looked it up. Somewhere around the number of twelve point five million. <laughs> Pizzas going to be ordered for Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, that's a lot of pizza. How many many people in the United States? That's like, you know. That actually, I mean, if you look at the 347 million or whatever, you know, Americans there (laughs) are. And then you take that number and say, okay, how many of them are going to actually be watching the Super Bowl? Right. Yeah, now you got a pretty good percentage of people. Yeah, I thought the. Having pizza. Fox, who's doing the broadcast, said 100 million viewers. Really? Yeah, that's what worldwide. They're, yeah, that's I, a lot. That's a lot. Of, a lot of folks watching. Ah, uh, so uh, you, David, say that you like to have some chicken wings. I'm going with the chicken wings for the Super Bowl that I'll make myself. Okay, so if uh, how many would you could you typically you know? Yeah, put, you know, get down and yeah. City? Oh boy. <laughs> That's a that's a good question. How many can I put down, or how many should I put down? Big question there. You know what? I because yeah, wings are little. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, and it, it depends if you're talking a whole wing, or you know how you can break them in half okay. and half the sections. So if you were talking a whole wing, man, I could probably do. It depends how. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of variables that go uh-huh. into this. Ten. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's Ten a, whole that's wings. Not too bad. Yeah. yeah the little pieces and yeah. stuff. Uh, well, you would be one of uh, those. Ten would be one of the one point four five billion <laughs> yes. wings that are going to be eaten on Sunday. Yeah. Oh man. So I can hardly wait. Okay. So let's tell us how do you, how are you going to make yeah. those wings? So I take a I, pretty simple. I will brush them a little bit with some olive oil. Mm-hmm. And then I will sprinkle them with garlic powder or garlic salt, depending on where. I don't, I don't like to get them too salty. Okay. But so either garlic powder or garlic salt, and then cayenne pepper. Oh. Yeah, and pretty pretty simple process, but oh man, they're they're good. Those are good things, yeah. and that's a whole wing. That's a whole wing. Yep. All right. Yep. And, and then, then bake them. And, and then, then you bake, bake them. them in the oven. What I like to do too is I like to put them on a rack. Oh, and bake them so the heat gets around it. Yeah, the heat gets around them, and they're not sitting in their juice. So when they come out, they're because I like the dry. Okay, and you yeah. don't put it like a hot sauce. I don't hot like wing sauce nope, after buffalo wing sauce. Don't like goopy goopy wings. I just like them dry rubbed, if okay. you will. Yeah, there you go. Oh, pretty that simple. Sounds good. That is pretty simple. Garlic cayenne. 
Oh, nice. Well, I'm beginning to plan my my strategy, my plan of attack, so to speak, for the Super Bowl. Uh, my plan is to bring out something different every quarter until somebody falls on the floor. <laughs> there you go. That's good. <laughs> That's a good plan. Now, we'll start off easy with like the chips and, oh, and you're right. dip, yeah. those yeah. kinds of things, maybe a few veggies. I did a bad thing yesterday when I went to the store and I bought one of those big bags at Costco that has the mix of caramel corn and cheese corn. Corn. Oh, like nice. they put all yeah. of that in one bag, right. and then you just kind of pour it all together. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't stop oh, eating that. If I, I have one, I'm going to have <laughs> half a bag. That's like me and kettle chips. Yeah. If you put a if you put an entire bag of kettle chips in front of me, forget it. Okay. I mean it all. Uh, second quarter jalapeno poppers are coming out, Ooh. and these are like just made, not like the breaded kinds, which yeah. is just a halved jalapeno. Fill it with cream cheese. Wrap a bacon around it. Mm, nope. That sounds and, good. And bake it. Delicious. Yeah. So then in time for the second quarter. Now, we'll have some wings, but I did something terrible, too, because I wasn't paying attention shopping. Mm-hmm. I bought a package because uh, they're all, if you go to Costco, they're kind of packaged already. So I just, I mean, they were all with the chicken. Yeah. I, I grabbed drumsticks. Oh, right. Instead of wings. And I went, oh, well, interesting. I can't yeah, believe like I did Like a whole that. drumstick. Like yeah. a drumstick. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, well. We're having barbecue drumsticks. There you go. That's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. So that's coming out. And then for the finale, Mm -hmm. pull pork sliders on King's Hawaiian rolls. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm doing. Do you make like a barbecue sauce then for those? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll have sugar-free and regular for those who are off sugar right now. There's a few of us. But yeah, slice the King Hawaiian roll in half. Mm -hmm. Now, I've already made a pulled pork on my Traeger. Oh, nice. And there's a little bit of a, a process in getting that mm-hmm. done, but I, I, it, it really, it takes a long time. Right. And so, but it's already done. I just got to get it on yeah. the, uh, you, you open up the Hawaiian roll, you put down the pulled pork with the barbecue sauce, you layer it with pepper jack cheese. Ooh, yeah. You put the lid back or the, the tops of the rolls on, and mm-hmm. then there's a butter spread that goes over <laughs> the top. Man. Into the oven it goes, 20 minutes in there, warms up, and then five minutes with the foil off of it. Yeah. Serve them hot. Yeah. And that's it. That's fourth quarter. And then- uh, You got dessert going? uh, Dessert will just kind of be your basic cookies. We'll just have an array of cookies to go. But I, I have a feeling that nobody may want dessert after that. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's a good good eating right there. That's some good eating. That's some good eating. There'll be about eleven quarter. of us yeah. gathered for Super Bowl Sunday. Just the family and the important people, uh, spouses, son-in-laws. You always have to invite the son-in-laws, <laughs> and uh, we should have a good time. Yeah. Uh, Scott's already picked out some light beers though for oh, okay. the, uh, yeah. the event. Nothing too heavy if right. you're gonna. Have a heavy beer and a lot of food. I'll right? have my lawnmower lager. <laughs> lawnmower lager. There you oh, go. That's okay. it. Scott's been drinking the Konas lately. Yeah. So, you know those King Hawaiian rolls? Those are the real soft ones, yeah. right? Yeah. I know what Kids you're Kids like about. to grab those and squish them in their hand and make like a dough ball. <laughs> yes. Just pop them a couple at a time. Well, I, I think we're going to be ready. I, I think, think we're going to so. be ready to go. Well, hopefully that helps you in planning your Super Bowl treats. And we hope you enjoyed today's second cup. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, 
online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Day Radio in this prayer to St. Joseph. Let us pray. St. Joseph, you are the chaste and loving spouse of the Virgin Mary, the foster father of Jesus, the protector and provider of the Holy Family and all families. We have complete confidence in your loving care for new life and in your fidelity to the family. We commend our efforts to your prayers and protection. Help us always to defend the gift of human life that it may grow to the abundance of eternal life promised and bestowed on us by your Son, our brother, Jesus Christ. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MontereyRadio.com. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on, where a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. Hi everyone, this is David from Mater Dei Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Mater Dei Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8.56 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast. Sunshine just blasting through the windows this morning. Mostly sunny today. High of 56 degrees. Then rain rolls in tonight. Low of 43. We've got showers for Friday. High of 51. Saturday and Sunday, eh, not too bad. Partly cloudy skies. It's currently 37 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today here is Sarah Kroger, Impossible Things. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
That's Sarah Kroger in Impossible Things. It's 859 at Mater Day Radio. Well, I am thoroughly, thoroughly hungry now. And After he, that. You got a little coffee to wet your whistle there. I think so. That's <laughs> right. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thanks so much for tuning in on this National Pizza Day. I'm getting ready to place my order because it may be a busy night tonight. You might have to wait a little bit. So, I think uh, so. Uh, Lucky Lab's got a good pizza. They have a good pizza. No doubt about it. All right. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. You can live with passion with Father Cedric this evening at 730. Great Catholic broadcasting. Until then, have a blessed day. 